Hi, I'm Keith, and this is my dad, Kerwin. Welcome back to Father and Son Star Wars Podcast. Poca City is destroyed. Camino, as we know it, is no longer. Will the Bad Batch survive? This is our spoiler review of the season one finale of Star Wars The Bad Batch, episode 16, titled Camino Lost. Let's get into this. This was a nail biter, right? Uh, the Batch is trying to get off the cloning facility. The city has now fallen down to the bottom of the ocean floor, and they have no one else to rely on except themselves. And Heroes all around, a special mention to AZ, who literally single-handedly almost saved the Bad Batch, all right? And, you know, as the Bad Batch has been doing for this entire season, they found unique ways to get themselves out of danger. And happily, everyone survived. They made it back to shore uh, on the landing platform, ready to get on the Marauder. And, you know, Hunter gives Crosshair one last chance to join the team. And Crosshair decides that he's not going to do it. The Bad Batch gets on the Marauder and takes off. Crosshair waits around, I guess, for the Empire Uber to pick him up. Uh, but <laughs> I, I don't know. But he, he decided he's just going to stay there and just wait for someone to pick him up. I actually saw a video <laughs> yeah. like that on YouTube. Oh, really? Like, I'm dead serious. It was Rogue One. And there's a TIE fighter coming up to Jenner. So he's like, hello, your Uber is here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Crosshair is waiting for the same Uber. You know, he's just got his arms folded and he's just going to wait. I got to show you that clip. I, yeah, you have to show that to me. That's very interesting. But can I talk about the dialogue, the conversations that took place with some of the members of the team? I thought it was just very, very interesting. So let's let's talk about Hunter and Crosshair. Um, Hunter, well, Crosshair throughout this entire season has spoken about Hunter's leadership. And he said in this episode that he felt that Hunter, the reason why they're in this situation trying to save themselves is because Hunter uh, just has, is a failed leader. He, he provides failed leadership. Now, these two persons, Hunter and Crosshair, they want to lead the batch. Like they're battling for control, basically. Exactly. And right. unless one decides to give in to the other, it's not going to work. It's not going to work. Especially because Crosshair is still bitter about who knows what. Mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah. It, you know, they just have two different uh, opinions. They have two, di two different visions for, for the team. So you're right. If one is going to have to yield to the other, but if they continue to take the stance that they have now, they are not going to function as a team. So, and you could tell that the team members have taken their sides already you know they're staying with hunter and crosshair needs to come around but we don't know what's going to happen but i want to talk about a conversation that tech had with crosshair and wrecker and i thought this was very telling i mean tech took crosshair to the mat he took it to crosshair and he had, he, choice he had a few choice wars so tech is talking to uh tech uh, tech is talking to wrecker but crosshair can hear them talking and Tech says to Wrecker, Crosshair has always been severe and unyielding. It is his nature. He cannot change. And Crosshair 
approaches tech and says, well, why are you defending me? And tech replies, understanding you doesn't mean I agree with you. And I thought that was very telling. That was very telling, very powerful. That was to me is the, the, the line of the episode. Now, there's also a few lines that took place between Omega and Crosshair. Now, remember at the beginning, the very first episode where Omega felt that the decisions of Cross, that Crosshair was making had nothing to do with him, but the inhibitor chip. She, you know, she said to him, it's not your fault. It's that chip that you have in your head. Now that she realizes he doesn't have a chip in his head. So she says to him, I wanted to believe it was inhibitor chip that made you this way, but I was wrong. And that was also a powerful scene. And then one more uh, interaction between the two is right before uh, Omega is ready to get on to the Marauder and leave Crosshair there. She says to Crosshair, which is very, very important. You're still their brother, Crosshair, and you're my brother too. And that was the last conversation that they had before she boarded and they took off in, uh, in the Marauder. Um, so again, I just wanted to just, you know, and, you know, just talk about the, 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 the dialogue that took place in this episode it was well done. And I want to also talk about what Omega has been saying about her being created before the batch. Can you expound on that? Can you talk about that? Yeah, I can expand yes. on that. Mm -hmm. So basically because Omega ages like a normal person, mm. because she has the raw untouched DNA of Django Fett, then, you know, she ages differently than the Bad Bats, mm -hmm. meaning that the Bad Bats can look older than her, but not necessarily be older than her mm -hmm. because all of them are only like 10 years old. So it's just kind of funny because they look like adults, but they're right. literally kids in human years. So in other words, Omega is aging just like any normal human being. Yes. Right. And the Bad Batch are, are clones. They're groomed to become soldiers in the Republic. Right. So they have to age a little bit faster. So they may be 10 years old right now and they look like grown men. Right. Because they have to you know, fight in the, in the in the Republic. Yeah. But Omega could be maybe 12, 13 years old, so that technically she is older than the Bad Batch, right? Okay. You know, I so, was... Okay. Yeah, they should be taking orders from her. If well, they, well, that's true, right? She does have... She, she's got them on, on the age. But I find this... I was okay with just knowing that Omega was the last of the, the clone created with Django's DNA. And then she's called Omega... You know, because I thought she was the last clone created. So it's now confusing where we're saying that she's not Omega, the Omega, that she was actually created before the Bad Batch. I just, to me, I'm, I'm, I'm confused about that. And I'm wondering why they brought that into the storyline. But I guess we'll find out more information in season two. Actually, I have a theory for that. Oh, I'm thinking that since Boba Fett is Alpha mm -hmm. and Omega is Omega. Mm -hmm. Maybe Omega was the last clone created with Django Fett's DNA, not the last clone created as a whole. Ah. Maybe that's why. And maybe there's others. Interesting. Okay. That's what I'm thinking. Maybe that's why she's Omega. Huh. Okay. She's not last of the clones. Okay, the last of the DNA from Django, the yes. pure DNA, but not actually the last clone created. Right. That's a very good point. Okay. All right. Yeah, that, that makes now that makes more sense to me. Okay. All right. Well, I'm sure they'll get into this in season two. They'll talk more about it. Um, 
Yeah, that's very interesting. Now, and just to end the episode, you know, we get back to the planet Darrow where the Empire has this military base there. And Nalase gets off of an Imperial shuttle and she's met with one of the medical personnel that works for the Empire. And this person says to her, the Empire has big things planned for you. Do you have any idea what that is? What do they have planned for her? I actually think that might be like, she might be one of the lead scientists in Palpatine's cloning experiment. Mm. Like when they took Palpatine's DNA to make Snoke and the Palpatine 3.0. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's where the DNA came from. It might have come from Nalase. I like see. her working with the Empire, exclusively the Empire to get that DNA. Okay. So then, in other words, so the Empire has had this technology from the very beginning. I mean, you know, we're talking about the, the sequel trilogy that takes place 35, 40 years from this point. So the Empire has, has had this technology all this time and using it behind the scenes because in the original trilogy, Outside of Leia, when uh, Luke and, and Obi-Wan are watching the hologram, where she mentions that Obi- Obi-Wan fought with her father in the Clone Wars. There uh, are there's there's no mention of clones. No other mention of clones or cloning, you know? So I thought that was interesting. So apparently well, they had this technology from the very beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although I think the reason there was no mention of clones is because this took place like I want to say about 30, 20, 30 years before mm-hmm. the Phantom Menace. Well, before Attack of the Close. So there really was no Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. And there weren't any clones up to that point. No, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, because it? the stories were told out of order. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it just, yeah, it just, it seems interesting that the Empire would be interested in the clone technology because they don't like clones from the very beginning, which is yeah, why Tarkin, they were replaced like, by... Tarkin looks down at them. Yeah, that's why they replaced the clones with the stormtroopers. So, and I don't know why he has disdain for them. They rescued mm, him. Mm-hmm. Echo rescued him. Yeah, from sure. I think it was the Citadel. Either way, he got rescued by clone troopers mm-hmm. in, at some point. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. So I, I guess maybe now Rampart and and Tarkin are coming around and realizing that maybe there is some type of value with clones. But as long as they have control of the, the the technology, you know, because they didn't have control, right? It was the 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 Kaminoans that had control, right? So maybe at the point is that maybe they didn't like the Kaminoans having the technology, right? So not really about not liking the clones, but not liking having the Kaminoans have the technology. But now that they have it, they have control of it. Maybe they're more interested in what they can do with it. Probably. Yeah. We don't now. Know. Mm-hmm. on to the next thing yeah so last week we had questions that we we're hoping that we we're going to be answered in episode yep. 16 um, so how did we full, do we have a full list to read to you but um, none of them were answered no so. questions were answered okay all right well then we're done with that so on right. to the next so one. let's get to our predictions you know um, do you have any predictions for season two mm, well for one thing i'm hoping we'll see some of the quote big things mm-hmm. that the Empire has planned for mm-hmm. now, say. That's a good point. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. And see, maybe we'll see more of the Cindulas, like Hera and Cham and Eleni. 
I, I do agree with that. I think uh, actually one of the better episodes of the season was about the Sandulas, you know, the two-part episode with Hera. I still think there will be an origin story of the ghost, you know, how the ghost was formed, the ghost crew. So I, I expect to see that as well. Anything else? Uh, can I share with you my predictions? I, I do believe that the Bad Batch, well, let me just start with Sid. You know, Sid had a big role in season one, but I don't think her role is going to be as big in the next season. I think now the Bad Batch sees the bigger picture. They understand now what the Empire is all about, how they're occupying these, these planets, and they need to do something bigger than what they've been doing now. So these assignments that Sid has been sending them on just to earn money, I think those days are gone. And I think what the batch is going to do is going to reach out to Rex to find out what his cause is, which we expect that it's about forming the rebellion along with Ahsoka and, and Mon Mothma and Bell Organa. So I expect to see those three along with Rex next season. So I think that's the next step for the Bad Batch. Um, and then my next thing is, I think Crosshair is going to realize that the Empire wants nothing to do with him. You know, he's going to get set up by the Empire and he's going to try to flee and he's going to get in trouble and he's going to look for the Bad Batch to rescue him. Yep. Yeah. What do you think of that? Possible? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And do you think that Crosshair can turn himself around right now? He's, you know, considered the, the, the villain of the story, but do you think he will eventually turn around and agree with the Bad Batch and join their cause and, re and rejoin the team? I was hoping, mm -hmm. hoping. Yeah, but it could happen in season tense. two. Yeah, well, I, well, we still have season two, so we don't know. All right, and then the other thing is, you know, I know Crosshair doesn't care <laughs> about when his chip was removed, but I do. I would like to know when did he remove the chip and if Nala Say actually helped him with removing the chip. Because that says to me, if Nala said, you know, without the Empire's permission, I'm assuming that the Empire had nothing to do with this chip being removed because the Empire would probably want a new chip replaced. Yes, yeah, so it just makes sense that they don't know about it. And while we're on the subject of the Empire, mm -hmm. one of my other predictions was that Crosshair isn't working for the Empire because he agrees with them. He's working with them to get a dig at the Bad Batch. Mm. So you think he's not really, it's not about working for the Empire. He just, he's resenting what the, the Bad Batch did to him. He Which felt was they, nothing. Well, he felt that the Bad Batch left him behind. So yeah, all he's he doing, well, that's what, he, that's what he felt. So you're thinking that this is just to get back at the Bad Batch. It's not really about him wanting to work for the Empire. It's just that he's angry with the team. And this is how he's going to show he's going to get back at them by working for the enemy. Yep. That's very interesting. I like that. I like that. Let's, all right, let's, we're looking forward to season two then. Is there anything else we want to talk about with this episode? Um, nope. No, I think that is it then. Okay. Yep. All we right. We are on Apple Podcasts, yep. Spotify, Stitcher, mm -hmm. Radio Public, Amazon Music, Audible, um, wherever you get your podcast wherever you get your podcast okay and then just want to let you know that because this is the last episode of the bad batch doesn't mean that it's the last episode of father and son we're going to keep yep. on going right we have a lot to talk about we're going to review star wars visions hopefully yeah Maybe we even kenobi we got lots of stuff planned for the future we got lots so of keep, exactly keep hitting that subscribe button that's exactly right 
please hit the subscribe button. Continue to subscribe if you're already a subscriber and continue to follow us on Twitter and Instagram and, and like Facebook. us and like us on our Facebook page. All right. And that's all for today. Yeah, we, we're just getting started. We got, like I said in the, the first episode, our first episode, that we could talk about Star Wars for the next 20 years. There's just so much to cover. So we thank you for taking this journey with us, watching these 16 episodes of season one. We're looking forward to season two, which comes out in 2022. But once again, we will still be here for you to talk Star Wars, okay? So until then, we'll see you again. Bye.